Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Actors Inspiration with Amber Wegner. I am so excited to have this amazing conversation with an actress, writer, producer, and dream life mentor, my friend Valeria Sweet. How are you? Hi, Amber. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. So you've been quite the busy gal, I would need to say. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. So for the listeners, I'm just going to give you a quick little rundown of her 2021 statistics. She (laughs) worked in two feature films, two pilots, one TV show, two industrial, one commercial, one music video, two voiceover jobs, and one modeling job. She had 140 auditions. She produced three music videos. She directed a film trailer. She signed with a talent manager and a commercial agent. She finished one feature film script. She started a new feature film script, published two audiobooks, one monthly planner, and created three online courses. You slept when? (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? I mean, it's so funny because when you're doing all these things, you don't notice them. That's why I always tell people, celebrate your wins. You know, it's a huge thing because even a small little milestone could be something big and we just kind of glaze over it because we're on to the next thing. Exactly. So definitely, yeah, try to celebrate all of my wins. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say celebrating (laughs) your wins is huge. And that's something that I I, um, speak of often because it's so important not only to celebrate for yourself, but I find that celebrating your wins encourages and hopefully inspires others to go after their own, especially if they've been going through a lull and going, you know, nothing's happening for me. But when you see somebody else is achieving, for me at least, it gives me such happiness and motivation that if it's working for them, it can work for me too. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, one of the things that I realized this year that I talk about on my Instagram sometimes. So years back when I was just starting in L.A., I remember um, I was taking my first acting class in L.A. and I was taking a metro there because it was in Hollywood. It was just easier to get there. And I remember overhearing in the metro, somebody was saying that their friend goes out on auditions. Either she said four times a week or four times a day but I just remember it you know that number and I was like what mm-hmm. I'm not even getting auditions right now how is that even possible to have that many mm-hmm. yeah know? I had a similar experience when Mm -hmm. I first started where I was, um, we used to do a family vacation in Bass Lake every year and I just started my acting and I had a friend go, oh, so yeah, my buddy's an actor in LA and yeah, I mean, pretty much he just goes to auditions all day and then books once in a while. And I'm like, that sounds nice (laughs) because I like you when I first started was, you know, went on five auditions a year, you know, it was like, um, that's a thing to like go to auditions all day. Really? (laughs) Yeah, and I know you've been tracking your auditions too, and you know, you know, it takes maybe like 50, 60 sometimes to book one thing. Absolutely. So it's just a game of numbers, a game of people seeing your name over and over, um, just submitting before you even get an audition to that office. So when you do 
get an audition to that office, you're like, oh my gosh, I've been trying for five years. I know their name. They finally know mine. You know? Yeah. And it does. It's building the relationships. Like any other business, you have to build a relationship with the people that you want to be doing business with. And sometimes it takes years to cultivate a relationship where they trust you enough in the industry to go, okay, she's been working for X amount of time. I see that she's consistent. Let's bring her in. But like, if, if they don't know you exist, then, you know, you, they see your headshot. And unless you're just the perfect match, they're going to probably go to somebody whose work that they're more, more familiar with. Um, casting director workshops to, you know, meet these casting directors. I think it's so important. Yeah, it's just being consistent so that they know you still want it because a lot of people don't, you know, yeah. they think that they want it and they try for a while. And if it's not happening immediately, you know, they're like, oh, well, I did the legwork. But honestly, and I talk about this a lot, I actually talked about this in my newsletter. I have a Monday motivation, um, Monday manifestation newsletter. And sometimes you thinking about what you want um, may only project maybe like three or four years into you actually manifesting it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because first you think about it, then you start talking about it. Then you finally start doing something towards it. And finally, it's becoming a reality. But it might take, you know, years because sometimes you're in your own way. It might be a little task, but it takes you a year to complete it. You know, it's totally. like well, it's something like, easy. Yeah, like the analogy of planting a tree. Like you mm -hmm. literally put the seeds, you water and you watch it slowly grow, but it takes a while for it to bear fruit. And that's like anything. It's like if we can treat our lives and our career is, is every time we drop a new seed into the into the ground, water it, you know, make sure it's getting the right temperatures and, you know, everything it needs. But trust that it's going to take time. Like most things don't happen overnight. Sometimes you get, a, you know, you get lucky or the stars align, but most of it takes time. Um, and so many people, like you mentioned, want immediate results. And so when they've done it for a year or two years and then don't get what they want, they're like, oh, I guess it's not for me. It's like you just started, like you just scratched mm -hmm. the surface. Yeah, they say give it like 10 years in LA. I just yes. hit my 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They say it. Uh, they, I, I used to say it, be, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. I now say it takes mm -hmm. 20. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it does take 20. <laughs> So I um, had such a pleasure um, going down the rabbit hole of your um, website, which I'll put a link on um, this page uh, when we're done so that people can find your website. And oh, when you. one of the last times you and I had lunch, I think you were in the process maybe of doing L for Love, but Once in a Blue Moon was not on the horizon. And I mm -hmm. absolutely loved that trailer oh my gosh oh, thank you you know it made me reach out to philip because uh mm -hmm. we we share a credit with philip um on underdog and mm -hmm. i was like that was some of the most beautiful work like you guys really did an excellent job pulling that together how did that project come about oh my gosh thank you um well so we haven't shot it yet we are about to shoot but with like all the COVID stuff of right course. now we're trying to be safe. Um, but so I first start, started writing it about like last fall, mm -hmm. so fall 2020. Um, when all the COVID uh, things were happening, my first 
like jump back to set, I was in the health and safety department. So I was working with like all the COVID stuff on a big movie. And I was learning everything about behind the scenes and kind of like um, all the COVID stuff behind the scenes as well. Sure. You know, because in our department, we couldn't come out and say some of the things. So it was interesting to learn about that. And so this was a COVID film that I wrote about a feature that gets shut down and the two main stars decide to quarantine together. And so they kind of fall in love and they realize they have a lot in common, but then Mm -hmm. things start opening back up. And was that relationship only allowed to progress because they were quarantining and they didn't have other outside factors. Mm -hmm. So, so I wanted to play with like the backdrop of the pandemic, not necessarily saying it's called COVID or anything. Sure. Um, I never say it in the script, but I wanted to play with like, you know, friendships and relationships and like set relationships and like, you know, professionalism and non-professionalism and kind of like Me Too movement and mm-hmm. all that. So it's about a lot of different things. But in the end, it's about two people, two different people who never might have had a chance, like mm-hmm. connecting oh. in a romantic way. Oh, it's just beautiful. It's shot so beautifully. It's, um, you know, you. you guys, yeah, you did just a wonderful job. And I'm just really impressed with... Um, you know, I even watched Elf for Love and I'm looking at the things that you uh-huh. have been, um, you know, directing and writing and creating because they look, re- they're shot really well. You light them well. Your costumes are good. Your, your locations are good. Like you really do have a knack and an eye for what it is you're doing. So I just really wanted to commend you because it's, it's really good work. Oh, well, thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, of course. So you and I met, as I mentioned, on the set of Underdog. And I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about the fact that I love how, you know, you're a prime example of how there's no small role because you never know where things will lead. Like every time mm-hmm. you show up, you have no idea whose hand you're going to shake. You and Philip actually formed a friendship that has allowed you to do work together because mm-hmm. I, did you know, know each other before Underdog or did you meet on the set? No, I don't think I knew anybody, but maybe a couple of people. Yeah. Um, and and I think I've known about you, but it, I didn't meet you until that day. Either. Right, right, right. And so it's just, you know, I, I have done everything from background to stand in to principal to everything around the block. But every opportunity I feel I've said yes to has led to another opportunity. And I just feel like, you know, looking at you and your growth and the opportunities that you've allowed yourself to create have just been incredible. And the jobs that you say yes to because you just don't know where they will lead, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The only thing I would say to people who are listening about taking, you know, anything and everything. And yeah, you're right. There are no small roles and just being on set is incredible. But in the past year, there have been a couple of projects that, um, you know, whenever you enter on a project, I would say don't have expectations uh-huh. for it to come out a certain way. Yes. Just be there and you know, be your best, um, be nice to everybody because you really don't know who is producer's wife or Mm -hmm. like whatever, why they're there. Um, But yeah, don't have expectations and 
don't expect that project to lead to anything. I think my best connections were when I, you know, I was just there to help and to leave. And then, you know, it turned into something. But if I expected it, like, okay, now I've, you know, I've done my time. Um, I've been here for months, like something should happen. That's never happened. Yeah, and, it's and so it's, true. Yeah. <laughs> and if yeah. you have that mindset, like, maybe you should leave that project and try something, something else. It's true. And the way I look at it is always being of service to the project, like whatever role it is that I'm there to do, I'm there to be of service to this project. And yes, you know, it, it can, it, it very well can lead to something else. And it very well may just be a great job or a bad job. Like it just is what it mm -hmm. is. Um, but like you said, treating everybody with respect and going into it with a good mindset, because, um, you know, you just don't know who you're working alongside, you know, you have no idea who you're working alongside when I'm sure people have worked with you having no idea how much content you're creating, you know, uh, they're like, Oh, oh yeah. you know, just another actress on the set. You're like, no, you have no idea who I am and I don't need to boast. I'm just going to continue on my journey and do what I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And Actually, from Underdog, yeah, I've kept in touch with so many people, and one of them is Mike Galindo, and he's been become a producer of yeah. mine. Um, he supported Restoring of Fate, the film that I shot in Russia, and he's supporting Once in a Blue Moon. We're supposed to shoot at his place, so that's amazing. Yeah, you yeah. just you just never know. You just never know. So, when did you know? At what age or at what point in your life did you know that acting was? something that was calling you or being a creative or a writer or producer, like all the things that you've uncovered, when did you realize that that was a, a reality for you? Well, I actually wanted that when I was pretty little, like mm -hmm. maybe six, seven, eight years old. Um, I didn't know it was an option or a career. I just knew that this is great. Like I, I remember, you know, watching Buffy, Charm, Xena and creating my own episodes that I would like write down, make my friends act them out, like all those things. But I always say the story because, you know, Joss Whedon, the creator of Buffy, I remember always seeing his name and I was like, wow, that'd be great to be Joss, but he's a guy. So I should probably be like Sarah Michelle Geller because she's a girl, you mm. know? So I didn't really see any showrunners who were female. And um, so I was like, so I should probably be an actress. But then it was still years down the road because after my little stint with acting when I was little, I had moved from Russia to North Carolina uh, where, you know, my world turned upside down, I had to learn everything anew. Sure. And um, kind of have my second childhood. And then um, there arts were not really a career. It was more of a hobby. It's not paid very well. And mm -hmm. I know Richie's from North Carolina, but you know, like he created his career here and then he went back to shoot. Right. Um, so yeah, it's not paid very well there. And I was modeling and, you know, it was my hobby. I went to school for um, graphic design. I have a BFA in art. So I was meeting people in the you know, around the art school who were filmmakers and they're like, oh, you're a model? Be in our, you know, be in our movies, be in our short films, be in our music videos. And I was like, okay, cool. And so that was my first real, re you know, reintroduction into that world. And then I had moved to LA 
and that's when I was like, okay, I'm really gonna give this a try. And, you know, ever since I started kind of adding credits and mm-hmm. first I became an actress and then I was like, okay, well, maybe we could write something and shoot it. So I became a writer and I was letting people direct my work. And then I was like, well, at some point you're making this indie thing and it, take, it will take you longer to explain what you want from a director. So you end up directing it yourself, producing it yourself. So you just end up being all those things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of value, I think, in wearing the multiple hats, because when you do get to a point where, you know, if you do decide you want to write something and star in it or do, you know, do whatever as because you've been a director and you know how your focal point is, you know, it's a wonderful thing to be able to, um, acknowledge and resonate with when you're on a set with another director you know you know their what their job is like you know what it entails you know what the producer's going through you know all these things and I think it just makes you a more well-rounded actor when you've done the multiple hats because it gives you compassion for all the other people on the floor you know you know that they their job is important and that it's you know very taxing oh yeah and one of my favorite things is to go around and ask crew if there was one thing that you wanted your producer to know, what is it? Yeah. And you'll always get different answers, but they're always so very interesting, you know, because some things could be like, we need more time whenever they just don't realize how much time we actually need when they call for us or, you know, we wish we were warmer or something simple, you know? Yeah. It's human relationships. Everything on set revolves around human relationships and, I mean, that's why, like, IATSE thing was so important, you know, when they were trying to strike during the fall, because producers sometimes don't realize what's happening on set because they're not on set. But these people have to work these really long hours, be away from family, and they have to be back at work, you know. Five yeah. and five, six hours again. So yeah, it's too much. You know, it's too much. And and uh and yeah, you know, people nobody needs to lose their lives over lack of sleep to get a project done. Like, you know, because they fell asleep at the wheel. It's just it's it's it was too much. So yeah, good things came from that. Um, so you um have so many different things that you have your hands in. And I love and respect and admire that so much because I think as an actor, if we are always waiting for our phone to ring, we may be waiting a very long time. And so Mm -hmm. it's so important to be doing things to, you know, create your future and create your, your career. And, you know, you're somebody that walks the walk and, yeah, you know, I can go down this list of things that you've got going on right now, and I'll get to as many as we can in this 30 minute podcast. But talk to <laughs> me about your your recent um, release of your monthly manifestation productivity planner and how that came about. And uh, just a little bit about that, because y- you and I are very like minded in vision boarding and manifestation and things like that. So tell me a little bit about your planner. Yeah, so it's been a thing that people have asked me to make for years. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and finally, I listened to my audience. But yeah, I've had a bunch of like vision boarding workshops throughout the years. And I've been, you know, doing journaling and buying different planners for years. And I kind of figured out like, okay, this is a system that I like. So 
the last few years, I would just buy an empty planner and I would create it for myself from scratch. And I would just put the things that were important because a lot of the time, a lot of planners have pages that I, I don't have, end up using, you know, a lot of like extra stuff that people put in and I just want to get right to the meat of it. Mm-hmm. So like, I want to at a glance, look at my planner and see like on the right hand side, it says January and what are my goals for that month? And on the left side, I just go, you know, one through 31 and I can just like on each line put, okay, on Monday, January 10th at 10 a.m., I have a podcast with Amber, you know, so I know that is the important thing of the day. And I don't put any of my to-do lists on there because my to-do lists are supposed to come from my goals. Mm-hmm. But a lot, of the, a lot of the time, people use planners to, you know, to do their to-do list, and then they end up putting you know, their laundry list, their what they need to get from Trader Joe's, and it just, like, ends up being busy work so you you kind of lose focus from what it is that you're trying to achieve Mm -hmm. and so I decided to connect the planner with like vision boarding and like manifesting exercises so each month has a journal prompt that has to do with like connecting you to be more specific to your goal um, you know goal prep goal breakdown like vision board prep. So it kind of breaks it down throughout the year. And it's like a 12 month planner. Mm -hmm. So each each month, you can do something different towards your goal. That's not going to overwhelm you because it's just one journal prompt. And at the same time, it's going to keep you on track. So my friend's been asking me to do it. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm going to do it. So finally, I designed it and I put it out and it's out. <laughs> well, it's brilliant. And and did your, um, you know, graphic design background really come in handy for that when you were putting this together? Or did you have to outsource assistance? How did you actually, you know, do the logistics of getting it out? Yeah, I created myself. I just did it in Canva. And I actually used my graphic design degree a lot. I don't yeah. actually create stuff for other people. But it's helped me tremendously when I'm just sitting with an editor and we're trying to color something and I can tell the difference better than him or her what the color difference is, you know, sometimes. So I'm like, this is more blue, like we need to go back um, to the last, you know, screen grab. So it's been interesting because everything you do in your life is going to um, help you with where you're going so even though i got an art degree you might not think it has anything to do with film because i'm not in the art department it's actually helping a lot because i it it made me have a taste for what i'm looking at so Mm -hmm. i can say to like a director or um like a set designer like this should go this way or Um, we need to change something about the costumes or, you know, anything like that. Like it just created a taste. Yeah. And that was the, the hugest thing, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's just, it's, you know, when I look at your site, uh, it's just really well put together and, 
um, and your book looks beautiful and, you know, you do a blog, you know, let's talk a little bit about your blog and your, and your, um, weekly newsletter as well, but they're all just very, uh, you know, aesthetically pleasing. They're, they're easy on the eyes and they're, it all looks really nice. I am not one that has a knack for that. So I, bow down to anybody that has that that artistic um, way of putting things together that looks so great your you know your web page looks great you just you you've done a really good job branding yourself so talk about your blog and then also your weekly manifestation newsletter that people can get a hold of thank you yeah so if you go to my website valeriasweet.com It'll bring up a little pop-up and it'll ask you if you'd like to sign up for the Manifestation Monday newsletter and you just type, type in your email. And so every Monday I give a little insight, a little inspirational motivation about some aspect of your life. Like today's was about, um, like I said, like how long has it taken from the idea to what you just accomplished, you know, because it probably didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And once you know how long it took, maybe you can shorten that time because you can realize, okay, this is where I kind of bottlenecked myself. Maybe I should outsource it or maybe I should get an assistant or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I really like, you know, giving those little inspirations and a lot of people will reply and they'll say, wow, this really helped me today. And some people will say like, oh, I really greenlit myself today after your newsletter. Um, or, you know, some aspect of it, or they'll be like, oh, I read your book. And otherwise they wouldn't be able to reach out to me because they maybe didn't know me before and they signed up for my newsletter. So it's been good to have that reach out and also community built, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and so the listeners know when you go on to um, Valeria's site, you will see that she's got, um, you know, various classes that you can sign up for. There's a Quantum Leap Masterclass. There's the Dream Board Masterclass, which she spoke of, Intro into Productivity, Dream Life Course. Um, you can do coaching. There's a link to do her coaching. There's also Body by Valeria, where you can do workout sessions with her. And then tell me about, mm-hmm. um, uh, we also, the last time we had lunch, we talked about the most wanted woman in the world. But then a new one is, or one that we didn't talk about is the Book of Soulmates. So talk about your paper. Backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have the the two first books in the love coaching series. The most wanted one in the world was the book all about relationships. You know how to meet the one by knowing yourself first. So mm-hmm. like getting to know yourself, and then Book of Soulmates is kind of like the second edition to it, and it talks about different kinds of soulmates you can meet throughout your life. Mm-hmm. because some people will think, oh, the one is the only soulmate, but, you know, you meet people constantly and you keep in touch with them. And sometimes there are some people who you haven't spoken in 10 years and it's just like yesterday when you speak to them again. And those are your kindred spirits, kindred, you know, soul sisters, soul brothers. And then there is a particular soulmate connection that people kind of mistake it for something else so there's a karmic connection and there's twin flames mm-hmm. and twin place is like the ultimate connection and a lot of people who know about soulmates seek out because it's like two halves of one whole yeah and a lot of people will um they will mistake a karmic connection which is actually a toxic connection you're still brought together to learn about yourself 
but it's one where like you'll break up and then you'll go back out and you'll break up and you'll go back out and you think like well if we if we, if we keep going back out it's gonna work but that's not the point of that relationship mm-hmm. so it's you know important not to mistake certain relationships for others oh I love it so that's yeah what the book is about. I love it it's great I mean you are just you know a plethora of thoughts and ideas and wisdom and in the fact that you share it, you know, and that's the thing that I love about doing this podcast is I always say, I take in information, take in information, wherever it is I take it in from, whether it's, you know, television, movies, reading, conversation, people, whatever. And then I just give it all back. Like I just take, take Mm -hmm. it in and give it all back. And I love that you are a vessel for information that you share and you put out into the world, because I think there's such a beautiful cycle in the giving and receiving of information. And I think you're just doing a wonderful job at it. So congrats. Thank you. And I love what you're doing. Like I said, I listened to your podcast and I was like, I need to get that book, Will. And I did. And it was wonderful. Isn't it something like, yeah, so inspiring to just see, you know, to see the, um, the, what the Ferris wheel that he went on starting at a certain place and then oh, hitting yeah. the top and thinking that that was the end all be all of the world and all of his successes to have it all come crumbling down in his personal relationships to realize he needed to start back at ground zero again. It's like, mm-hmm. whoa, beautiful. It's just beautiful. So as we are closing, because I want to be respectful of your time and I do try to keep these close to 30 minutes. Um, what are some parting words of inspiration that you have for the listeners? I have a lot of young listeners. I have a lot of listeners that are newer to the industry. Some people that have been in the industry for a while, but are maybe at a point of going, what's next? What do you, what do you have to say to the listener that's just, you know, starting their year off fresh and, and wanting a little inspiration? Well, I would say that no matter what you're doing, you're going to find your own path. So not necessarily follow anybody else's way because that's what worked for them. Mm-hmm. And you might have you know, a different personality, different way you vibe with people. Maybe you're extroverted, maybe you're not. So just figure out all the things that really matter to you, really all the things that are interesting to you and follow all of those things. Mm. So whatever your interests are, take classes on them. You know, meet people who are in those areas, who work in those fields, and really see if that's something that you want to do as a job or you maybe want to do more as a hobby because unless you do it, you won't ever really know. So whatever you're passionate about, go for it. Because oh. maybe you'll discover a different passion from that. Uh, you know, maybe that is exactly what you want. Or maybe you decide, no, you know, I enjoyed it more when it was a hobby, when I didn't have, you know, feel pressured about it. So just, just follow what it is that you love and it's going to bring the best out in you and in your life and in the people around you. Oh, I love that so much. Thank you so much for that. And is there anything that I didn't ask or touch on as far as projects that you've got coming up, things that you are promoting? Um, how can people connect with you on social media? What what can we, uh, how can we send people your way? Sure. Yeah. So my Instagram is Valeria Sweet Official. 
And then, um, yeah, we're promoting Once in a Blue Moon right before we're shooting it. And mm -hmm. our Instagram for that is Once in a Blue Moon Film. So you can see more behind the, scene, behind the scenes and outtakes from that as we go along. Oh, fantastic. I'm writing that down now because I want to I'm not following that on Instagram. So I definitely do want to stay connected to that because I think that's going to be a really, really fun project. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so wonderful to catch up. I hope we get to catch up in person soon. soon, soon. I know we are way overdue for lunch. We were on a little stint there of having lunch every, I don't know, six months, eight months, something like I that. Know. And then life happened. So we will definitely yeah. connect outside of this podcast <laughs> and set up a date to have a delicious lunch again soon, because I always enjoy your company. Yes. And the places we go are so delicious. I know. Right. And there's a couple of vegan places that I've been wanting to try. So I'm going to, I'm going to text Ooh. you uh, later on this week and we'll, we'll set a date. Amazing. I love it. Well, I close every episode by saying, if nobody else tells you today, I believe in you go create some miracles and always believe that you can. Thank you so much for this time and have a beautiful day. <laughs>